We want to thank today's sponsor, findmecandidates.com. If you are having trouble finding great candidates for a position that you're trying to hire in your company, this is the solution, findmecandidates.com. You get to leverage their buying power to get your job listing top of mind in the best job boards available to find the best candidates for your job. So go check it out at findmecandidates.com. Welcome to Business Playmakers, the podcast that meets with innovators, trailblazers, and leaders to learn about their experience and what success really means. Hosted by entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. The Business Playmakers podcast is brought to you by Employer Blueprint. Employer Blueprint is focused on developing great leaders and high-performing managers through one-on-one coaching and group workshops. To schedule coaching for you or your team, simply visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and this week on this week's episode of Business Playmakers. I want to welcome my friends Anne and Mark Lackey um, and uh, look forward to them kind of sharing their story and, and kind of sharing what they've learned and, and uh, the new ventures that they're getting their hands in. So thank you so much for joining me. And um, I'm just going to ask the two of you kind of uh, share with us and sh- share with the audience um, how you got to where you are today. What does your journey look like? Well, thank you for having us, Kyle. First of all, we really appreciate the opportunity to uh, be on the show. And and share with your folks and help them as they grow. Good. So our journey is kind of an interesting one, but it's definitely one I think most people can relate to. So both Mark and I were highly compensated outside sales reps for corporate America for for many years. Uh, And we were part of a group that shared business leads. So, you know, in that group, this one particular year back in 2000, two of our friends got really sick and they couldn't work. And we were all commissioned salespeople. So you know what happened. You yeah. don't work, you don't get paid. Right? Yeah. And so that kind of really woke us up because yeah. we're like, wow, you know, this could have been me or Mark or, mm-hmm. you know, what would happen to our family if we weren't able to work? So we started looking at kind of what can we do? And we went through a lot of different research and books, but to make a long story short, we decided that passive income through rental real estate was kind of our way to go. We could let our money work for us instead of us working for our money. Perfect. So that kind of started us on this path of acquiring rentals. And of course, we we, we do anything. We go all in. <laughs> so we wanted to learn everything we could learn about it. We paid mentors and coaching and all of that good stuff. And what came out of that was we got really good systems in place. And those systems helped us to grow kind of organically. Uh And as people started seeing that we were able to manage full-time jobs and having this, you know, this rental real estate on the side and had really not a lot of the headaches that they were having trying to do the same thing, they said, hey, look, can you, can you help me with mine? So in 2005, we got our, our real estate license and helped other people manage their rental portfolios and kind of grew through that whole process. And that, that business just mushroomed. We started yeah. managing rentals and the numbers that go up and now we call them doors. And uh, we're now managing about 225 doors for people wow. um, that just entrust us with that asset to take care of it That's and keep great. it filled and keep it producing income. Yeah. So kind of fast forward a few more years after that, um, 
we realized that hiring staff was a little bit of a challenge. There was <laughs> turnover, there was teaching moments, there was all of this stuff. And it never happens to anybody else. Of course not. So we wait uh, many, many years to go on vacation, right? So we go to the beach, we, we're finally out, <laughs> and we're down there, and Ann gets a text from our marketing, frontline marketing manager. Who had been with us for four years, and she says, I'm leaving the office and I'm never coming back. Oh, no. And I went, that was five years ago. And honestly, my heart sank. I'm, we get in the car, we drive six hours back home because we, mm-hmm. we have really nobody else to kind of help with that. Yeah. And Mark and I looked at each other like we do anything else. We go, this is a problem we need to solve. Mm-hmm. And so we started doing some research like we always do, kind of going all in again. <laughs> and we're thinking, okay, what can, what can we do to fix this problem? And we stumbled across actually the idea of full-time dedicated virtual workers from the Philippines. And wow. we thought, huh. That might be the answer to the ticket. Because we had always hired locally. You, we talk to our friends, we talk to relatives, and say, "You know, anybody needs some job? We need to hire somebody." And that was right. our traditional means of finding somebody. Yeah. And, and I, my background is in IT and HR, so I was like, "Okay, I understand the technology piece uh-huh. and what I need to do there, and I understand about hiring systems and what I need to do there." So what we did is we started Hire Smart VAs four years ago, helping business owners, small to medium businesses get the same results outsourcing full-time dedicated staff like the big boys do. And that changed our lives personally. It changed a lot of our clients' lives because what we found is we have a higher retention. Uh A lot of the repetitive tasks that are high churn here in the U.S. kind of eliminates that. And it allows you to focus on what you do, the kind of highest and best use of your skill set to get your life back. So yeah. here today, four years after that, I work maybe four to five hours a week in the property management business. And most of my time is now dedicated helping other business owners grow through this uh, outsourcing model that mm-hmm. we've developed. So it works. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That, and, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how you've been able to... Um, transition your careers as well over time, you know, getting into the, the real estate property management side and then, and then getting into the uh, virtual assistant piece and, and being able to help others with that. So as you look back through, through the course and sort of as these changes were occurring, were there people in your lives that, that maybe kind of helped impact that mentors that you had or, or people that you worked with um, um, and maybe not professionally worked with, but I mean, people that you were, you know, connected with in your life that kind of helped shape that that mm-hmm. that concept or that that mindset to say, well, this is what I'm doing now. I need to make a shift. This is maybe the industry or this is the direction we need to go to. Yeah, and you're interested you ask that because we have hired consultants and we've hired help mm-hmm. to guide us in our business all along. And and one of the consultants we hired many years ago told us that if you get about sixty percent productivity out of your staff, you're doing about average. So think of that. That's three out of five days you're getting work back that maybe they're not on Facebook or whatever. And so that was a big wake up call. And when we met people that were utilizing staff in the Philippines that were working at a 95 to 100 percent productivity, Uh we thought, oh, my gosh, that's a wake up call. So consultants that have helped open our eyes to see those types of things that we're able to do more with less 
yeah. and able to put more time into doing what we like to do and what we want to do. You know, most entrepreneurs, we started seven days a week. It's 10, 12 hours a day. Right, right. We finally got to the point. We needed some time off. We needed to get that time. We made a choice. We could either grow the business to get more income or we could grow it to give us more time to relax, mm-hmm. do the things and fun things that we wanted To answer your question, Kyle, I I think there's definitely some pivotal people and pivotal moments. I mean, you know, we're people of faith. So for us, it's kind of kismet how things happen. But um, obviously, Brian was the first one with it got sick, right? That was a very Mm -hmm. big moment for us. Um, starting our, our um, property management company where we could actually help other people. We ha- had a, because um, we you have to be in Georgia, you have to be a broker for three years before you can actually manage someone else's property or you have to be oh, okay. under a broker. Yeah. So we found a broker that was willing to basically go into business with us with very short notice with us, right? So that, I mean, she got to know us and seven days later, we're yeah, like, we'd like exactly. to start a business and use your name <laughs> right. and your liability. So she was crazy, but we love her. You know, I mean, yeah. that was, again, it was just kind of one of those divine points. And then kind of going back to her when we started um, Hire Smart VA, she was our first client too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, so you talk about pivotal people that have enabled you to change and these aren't like necessarily gurus. I mean, she's not a guru or anything, but she's a smart business person that understands that we're hard workers, that we treat people the way we want to be treated. And and that kind of is part of our core values. And she wanted to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so while we hired lots of people, I also think it's some of the people that we just kind of stumbled upon (laughs) that had some of the biggest impact. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and one of the things, so uh, one of my businesses is a is a, a recruiting company that really focuses on this same market. And when, that's one of the things that I find really intriguing about what you all are doing here. We focus on small and mid-sized companies, which is a bit different from your traditional recruiter that generally is going yeah. after the, the corporate jobs. And, um, but so with that, I'm really intrigued in, in um, as you are helping these companies and you're helping businesses kind of match with these virtual assistants, what, so, and again, kind of where I'm coming from this is that um, not only do I see it, I mean, I myself, business owner, entrepreneur, you know, you know, four or five different things going and then, but those are the people that I'm working with and I'm talking to on a daily basis as well. And so I hear and I feel, and I sense the, the same, the struggle and the challenges um, that, that they're all in. And so, um, help us understand what type of responsibilities, what type of um, tasks are, are these people able to offset to their virtual assistants to free up their mind and to free up their time and allow them to focus more on life and or their business? So, that's a great question. And what we tell our clients and, and people that come to us is, in, in theory, anything that can be done with a computer and a phone can be done through a virtual worker mm-hmm. where the problem and you as a recruiter know this part of it is getting clarity on what are the, what are those roles? Like what right. is it that you need? And then of course, on the other side, it's, it's testing and making sure that the talent has the skill set. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and this is, I think where, where we see outsourcing in general fall, fall short. There's mm-hmm. no process. There's no testing. There's, you know, oh, I like this person. I'm just going to hire them. Same mm-hmm. thing, in, in, you know, in the day-to-day world. We're, we find them on Craigslist. Oh, they got to yeah, be they, right, right? Yeah, yeah so, we'll give them a shot. <laughs> yeah. So what we've done is we've taken our experience in corporate America, created a process, created a, we have a 10-point hiring system that, that yeah. we, we use 
to help our clients, one, identify what are those roles, and then two, making sure that we've got a good match, not only in skill set, but in personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you know what? Cultural fit in today's market is as important as the skill sets that are there. Because if you don't have a cultural fit, if you don't really kind of bring that team together, um, then, then you're missing a huge opportunity to really have that retention, which is something that, you know, again, in the real estate market, turnover is expensive. Same mm-hmm. thing in hiring, right? Turnover of staff is very expensive. Yeah. Um, even if it's global because you're paying a lower, typically lower hourly rate, but it's still, you got to take time, energy, and effort mm-hmm. to refill that position. And, and one thing we did when we started looking at what could we actually outsource for us? We sat down with our staff and said, what do you not like to do? Mm-hmm. And we got that list. We got a list of what we didn't like to do mm-hmm. or it wasn't <laughs> done you know, at all because yeah. you just avoided it. Right. And so we went through that list and said, okay, if, if I could be happier because I'm only doing the 80% of the job that I enjoy doing out of all right. the work I have, our staff, for they didn't want to keep answering the same questions on the phones that came in. You know, mm-hmm. the prospects or tenants or whatever for us in property management or any sales job, people call in, tell me about your business, tell me about your product, whatever it is. It's answering those same questions repetitively and coming in through emails. So that is a monotonous job. So what we did was we outsourced those monotonous jobs, those Mm -hmm. redundant jobs that were over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. so that our staff here can do exciting, fun things that we can do things that enjoy, uh, uh, have joy to us. Right. And, the things that we're outsourcing, it, it, you know, people say, well, that's a, a terrible work. And, but for the folks that we outsource it to, that's a career. It's really interesting. We right. are giving careers to people doing jobs that Americans don't like to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's good. Well, so <clears throat> as you... You know, as you sit here, and so looking more globally at this point, um, you know, you've been through these kind of transitions in your careers and you've, um, um, you know, different industries and different things that you're doing. What do you or how do you define success? I mean, what does success mean to you as it relates to your career and your life in general? So I'll start. Mark will, Mark will probably have his. So for me, it's about doing the things I like to do in the business. So for, for me personally, I love doing the recruiting process. Like mm-hmm. I love finding that perfect match for the client. I do, I'm a, I'm a trainer and teacher uh, by trade too. I mean, I've always, all of my roles, I've always wanted to teach people to be better, do better mm-hmm. and have the, the, the things they like. So, you know, the other roles in my business, of course, are important, but that's really my passion. And yeah. so my goal was to be able to get to that place where literally 80% of my time is spent doing the things that I really enjoy doing, getting rid of the tasks that I don't like. So then it's never really like a job. Um, you know, it is really kind of, I'm just enjoying life, spending time with people that I, I love and, and helping yeah. people change the world one place at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of what it was for me. Yeah, for me, I'm a people person. I'm outgoing. I like to go out and meet people, talk mm-hmm. to people and do things and, and help folks out. And in that role, it, it, I've been in sales for many, many years, and I like to bring something to a client that solves their problem. You know, mm-hmm. To find out what their problem is, not just throw, here's my product, make it work, find right. out what their problem is. 
And we've been able to, in this business, to work with a lot of different businesses, find out what their issues and problems are. And every business is different. Mm -hmm. So we get to know the internal workings where the challenges that that business owner sees, and we get to start solving that by finding the person matching somebody remotely to work with them that helps solve that problem. And at the same time, in the Philippines, we're giving jobs to people over there that's giving them a great income because they have minimal jobs in the Philippines. It's interesting all over there. The family expects them to get a four-year degree and, you know, you get a nursing degree and over there they pay a dollar eighty-eight an hour and there's no jobs. Mm. And so we can give jobs to them, which become careers. We provide mm. health care. Also, we're helping the American owner here solve problems and letting their staff work at a higher effective rate. And at the meantime, on the other side of the globe, we're actually changing lives by giving careers, giving health care, doing different things to help people. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a job that I could help as many people as we could through solutions and problem solving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always provided, even in our property management business, we always had a mantra of, you know, serving the working class, ma- making yeah. good quality, affordable housing available. But so, I mean, that's kind of always been kind of a theme of ours, and we've always been very successful uh, yeah. because we kind of stay true to that. We serve others mantra. Uh-huh. Um, but I think from you know from your question about success, I mean, the fact that we get paid to come to work every day and love what we do, I think it really kind of defines success for us. And sure. we do it together. I think that's another big thing for us. We've worked together for twenty years and yeah. multiple businesses, and we're still here smiling and loving each yeah. other and, and happy with doing it. So yeah, yeah, much more fun than corporate. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So I, I do want to ask about that because that is a different dynamic that that I know some people. Um, consider uh some people are forced into because of the nature of their their jobs their work and the support they need from their spouse um some people just land in there haphazardly and they, they turn around 10 years from now and say wait a second i'm working with my spouse now so so you know whatever the situation is that sometimes that happens um you know you two have over the course of your career i mean at, at some point i mean it's been a very deliberate decision to work together yes. uh, and that is that is working out what what are a couple of keys to that? And, and maybe, you know, from both of you, maybe different direction of, but sure. yeah. what has, what has allowed that to be a successful partnership? Because I know a lot of people that is a challenge for them. Um, and it brings its own unique set of challenges whenever you are living life with someone and running a business with someone. So what are some things that you two have done to, to help make that work? And that's interesting because that question comes to us quite a bit. We work with some couples, but you know, we're brought up to be competitive. We're, we go into school, we're competing with each other, against each other, sports, whatever it is. You go into business, you're competing against other people for jobs and for positions. What we determined early on is we're not going to compete against each other. Yeah. So there's not then a jealousy that somebody has one skill and somebody else doesn't mm-hmm. in, in our relationship. What we decided to do was to take the benefit of having different skill sets and use that to our advantage. So we, we call it, who's the better batter? You know, taking the analogy of baseball, you know, the, the, they set up the fourth batter typically is the powerhouse mm-hmm. because they're hoping most people are on bases and they can hit a home running. 
maximize the score. So we right. choose based on the better batter as to who does what job. Hmm. And then we don't have a conflict. We're not competing for that work. If, if it's Anne's responsibility in an area, she's got the final say so. And I know she's going to have my back. Mm-hmm. If it's my area of responsibility, I have that final say. So certainly we go to each other and ask, well, what would you sure. do or what do you think? Yeah. But we let that person grow and, and really take that responsibility because nobody's got my back better than Ann does. And mm-hmm. I know that. So. Yeah. so I think from my perspective, I mean, both Mark and I are very strong personalities. I mean, yes. we, we both had, we were very, very passionate. We both you know, really care about what we do. And so that can create some tension, honestly, you know, especially if they're divergent. The good news for us is we talk a lot about what's the end game. Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Uh And we both agree that the end goal is whatever it is. So as long as we know that this is the end goal, how we get there is really just a matter of, of course. But the reality is, as Mark said, if it's my department, which I'm over, I'm over marketing and training, uh-huh. I get the final say so. So the website looks like I wanted to look like the, mm-hmm. you know, he has input certainly, but ultimately if we do have a disagreement, we've already agreed in advance that I win in that, in that mm-hmm. role. Yeah. Finances, yeah. he wins. Like I can, I can say, Hey, I don't think we should be spending this or I don't think we should be doing this. But ultimately if he believes that it's going to have the value, he gets to decide. And there's, yeah. We very rarely put a stake in the sand. I mean, I think it happens every once in a while, mm-hmm. but most of the time we realize that that's it. The other thing is, it's business is business. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> thing, the thing yeah. we need to, you know what? It's not personal. Yeah. And while we may have a disagreement about something on the business front, we don't take that into our personal lives with us. Mm-hmm. So we have that kind of compartmentalized because yeah. at the end of the day, we have we're hugs and kisses. Let's go to dinner. Let's mm-hmm. you know, let's work on our relationship. So we carve out that personal time yeah. uh, for us as well. And I think when you realize it from whatever your working hours are, whatever your working hours are, then that you know that's business. And then after that, you need to let it go. Like you know, and, and I'm not saying yeah. we don't talk business after hours because we certainly do. Because <laughs> that's again, yeah. it's our lives, right? It's what, right. We're, it's what we're passionate about. Right. But we also make sure that you know there are times when I've had to say, look, I'm not ready. I don't want to talk about this. And he respects okay. that and says, okay, I, I got it. We're on personal time. I, I, yeah. I got it. Yeah. So it's about a mutual respect, really. That's good. Yeah, that's that's great because I know, you know, that 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 oftentimes becomes a challenge. And like I say, sometimes people are sort of thrown into it that, that all of a sudden, you know, they've started a business and then, you know, a year later they've got their, uh, you know, spouse coming in to help with certain things. Then five years later, they're saying, wait a second, we are working together all the time. And, um, and so we've got to figure this out. So I think those are some great tips for people that are considering either going into a business partnership with their spouse or um, are already there and maybe don't realize it yet. You know, some things that sure. they need. Well, and to I do. would say that those work for any kind of partner. Partnerships, not even just your your spousal yeah. relationship. I mean, when you have any type of, of partnership, there needs to be that that respect, and there has mm-hmm. to be that type of what are the boundaries. And, right. and when you have boundaries and you have responsibilities that you agree on in advance, it just makes life a lot easier because then you're not going around all angry at such and such and so and so. And you don't carry a grudge. You right. just you just it, let it go. It's, it, you let it go, and you move on to the next most important thing to work on. And that's one important thing that we learn. We made a decision to work together and do things together. That's the way we've built our life. Not everybody can. 
but it was by design. And so we recognize that mm-hmm. if something doesn't work in one area, we don't carry a grudge about it. We just move on to the next piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, so let's talk about the future a little bit here. Um, you know, this is sort of a, a, a newer chapter that, that you're working with the, the virtual assistants. Um, and, uh, but so as we look forward, um, let's say over the next 10 years, what do you think your careers look like in 10 years? What are you, what are you doing? You know, how are you, how are you helping people at that point as we look forward in that, that, in that timeline? Well, we have a we have a very big goal of the number of VAs we want to have working. It's a very uh, it's a BHAG, yeah, <laughs> big, yeah. very, very goal. Um, yeah. And so, you know, first of all, we're we're working towards that number diligently. Yeah. Um, so that will require, of course, a team of of our people, and we're starting to put that team infrastructure into place. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it's ultimately it's us doing what we love to do every day, and as long as we, we love teaching, training, and helping business owners, that is what we can see for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But I also see that because again, we're also very hands on. We you know even with our property management business, we could be a lot bigger. We chose not to be because we really want to give that concierge type service, and the same is kind of true. Uh, for Hire Smart, in that we really want to, you know, have that interaction with clients. We don't want to be so far removed in our business that we lose touch with kind of what the needs of our clients are. So mm-hmm. I can't ever foresee that we won't be actively involved in the business on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but by design. Not, yeah, but that's because right. that's what we want to do. I mean, we certainly could build it up and have several management layers and, you know, we, we certainly could do that infrastructure. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying we we won't, but at this point, because we love what we do so much, I can't envision that at this point. I just see us helping more people. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And so um, looking maybe even a little bit further than that, and this is something I, I always like to talk to people about on the show is, you know, we spend so much of our career and, and um, so much of our lives um, kind of building our career and, and focusing on new targets and focusing on new goals and then hitting those goals and then building new ones. And we spend so much um, energy doing that. Um, have you two considered what the concept of retirement looks like for you? <laughs> we, we talk about that quite frequently because we kind of feel like we're in semi-retirement yeah. to some degree. Because we, again, we're doing what we want to do every day, right? Yeah. Um, remember, we, we got started because passive income was a big part. So having our work, our money working for us and we've got that plate spinning. There's an element of that with, with Hire Smart as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that... For us, it was not being enslaved to our businesses, but really having our businesses perform for us Mm -hmm. in the form that we wanted it to perform, not necessarily what somebody else thought about it. So like I said, we don't want to be the biggest property management business. That's never been our goal. It serves us. And I can see the same thing with Hire Smart. It will continue to serve our needs and what we want to do. And if that means all I'm doing is, you know, being the face of the company and doing training and teaching, for me, that works. Right. We, we enjoy working. We do. Uh, you know, <laughs> my father was hardworking and still those values and me and parents and grandparents did the same with her and still those values. So I can't imagine us not working at, you know, just retiring and sitting back and doing yeah. nothing and drinking my ties on a beach. Yeah. We don't even drink. And now we travel around and speak. We speak a lot in, in public forums professionally yeah. um, to organizations and groups that want to learn more about what we're doing. And so we'll go early and stay late in those 
cities we go to and go yeah. out and check it out and go out and do the sightseeing and things yeah. like that. And, yeah. and I'm sure we'll continue to do more of that, spend time with the family. But I can't imagine us ever giving up coming to work and coming into the office and doing some work of some type every day. Yeah. Even and, my great grandfather at 90 something years old went into his office, literally outside of his home, went to his office every day uh, until literally a month before he passed away. Wow. And so that's kind of my, yeah. my stick, I guess. <laughs> you know, I look at that, like my measuring stick, like, you know, and I would fully, and granted at that age, he probably wasn't doing much at the helm of the business, but, but, it but for him, matter. he was doing he something. Was yeah, that's right. And, that's right. And he was still helping people at that time. He still was the, the personality there with the business. People would come in to talk to him. Um, the business was still around and about him and we'll still have that and still be involved to some degree, helping other people, helping other businesses and, you know, helping them solve problems so they can grow and get to that point that they want to, whether it's retiring, working or retiring on the beach. So right. here's the other thing about Mark. Mark is always an inventor. Like yeah. that's what he that's what he does. He thinks about ways to do things better. He always is inventing different processes, procedures. So I can't yeah. imagine if he wasn't doing that, what life would be like. Because he yeah. gets a great yeah. business idea all the time. So who knows? We may be starting another business in four years. Right now, I told him no. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. All my ideas get squished down. <laughs> I still throw them out. Like we right. should do this. This would be a good business. There's a problem here we could solve it doing this yeah, so. he's yeah. definitely the ultimate entrepreneur and i am <laughs> the uh the kind of the maker of how That's things get work so we work really well together yeah uh, this is by far his most fun idea that he's had but we enjoy speaking and teaching so oh, I, yeah. I imagine we'll still continue to travel around speak to audiences teach uh do workshops yeah um help other people and uh, through that process, we can teach from right here, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. with podcasts and all. We do one-on-one -on -one teaching on stage and helping. And there's a lot of satisfaction. And, you know, we'll probably go down to, to our last days helping somebody else, teaching them or speaking to them about a subject that can help them grow their business or grow personally. It keeps you young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's great. And, um, uh, you know, my, my personal thing is always, and, and similar to what you all said very early on in that is that, um, you know, you love what you're doing and, and that's, that's always been a, a strong belief of mine. If, if that's the idea or the purpose of retirement and, um, is, is to be able to love what you're doing and enjoy every day. Well, if you're doing that in how you are giving back, which what some people would call work, um, then, then why why would you have a set day to say this is the day I'm going to stop doing that? Um, well, and the you know, there's changed. yeah, you know, yeah. it used to yeah. be that you ha you waited for that 40th year anniversary, and that well, we left corporate America. We retired from corporate America, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. So yeah, that's all yeah. our retirement ever will be. That's right, right, and then and then take on something else. Now I love that, um, and so. I always like to talk about this too, because, you know, as people come on the show, you've had an opportunity through the course of your careers to, to spend time with a lot of people, experience a lot of personalities and, and um, work with different people and different, different kind of characteristics. And so uh, what you've experienced through the course of your careers, what are some key kind of personality characteristics that you have found that you really are attracted to? What are some 
characteristics and people that you know, like these are sort of magnets for you. These are the people you want to be around, you want to spend time with. Well, I'll go first, Martin. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, I'm a, I'm a, in the disc profile, I'm a D, right? So I like people who make decisions, are clear in their communication, very, very direct. And I tend to do best with those types of people, which fortunately for me are most business owners. They're kind of in that same, not all, but a lot of them have that component. Right. So I like people that understand value and can make a decision. And um, while I love to coach and teach, the reality is what I don't have patience for personally are people that want to procrastinate by analysis paralysis and aren't <laughs> ever really able to, to see the value and move forward. So the, uh, this, uh, I guess the C's in my life are probably the most challenging those analytical people yeah. just because I show you the numbers and I'm giving you the information. I don't understand why you can't make a decision. So yeah. those C's in the disc profile are challenges oh, for her. For me, I, I'm, I'm an unusual profile personality wise because I'm somewhat outgoing and direct and don't mind people. But I'm very analytical too. Yeah. So I've been financial manager, uh, CFO of managing of smaller businesses. I take care of all of our finances. So I'm a detailed person. So right. you know, when I was in corporate America, they loved me in sales because I go out and sell, sell, sell. I'm actually turn in my sales <laughs> figures and turn in my expense report on time, and nobody yeah. else He's in weird. sales would. Yeah. Right? Very strange. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I I like people that are thinkers, analyzers. I like to get together with people that have ideas. You know, we heard this story once. We walk into a Starbucks and start correcting and planning and trying to figure out what they're doing wrong and how we could make it better, right? Yeah. And I like people that think like that and getting together and talking to them about how to make and improve things. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we go. That's how we grow for sure. Yeah. Um, so have you, I think it's important for people to invest in themselves and, and find ways to, um, you know, I, I know, and you've, you've talked about this a lot, you know, I mean, you just kind of inherently are a teacher and, um, and I think it's so important that we continue to learn and we continue to invest in ourselves and, and, and broaden our, our knowledge base. So, um, are there any, um, do you have any tips out there for people that, that want to do that? Either resources, books, um, sh you know, podcasts, whatever is out there in the world. What, what advice might you give to people that are looking to invest in themselves? So one of the best things I did, and you're absolutely right. Like I'm a, not only am I a teacher, I'm an avid learner. Yeah. So one of the things I did last year is I committed to doing Michael Hyatt's leader box. Oh yeah. Two books, uh, two books a month. I can honestly say it's a little bit more than I can chew with everything else that we've got going on, but it has pushed me to read more than I've ever read in a, in a year. Um, you know, it's interesting. Mark and I do planning. We do yearly planning, quarterly planning, and weekly planning. Mm -hmm. And so for us, like four years ago, I said, we're going to write we're going to write four books this year. He was like, where did that come from? I'm like, <laughs> it's something I want to do. Let's just yeah. put it on the thing. And we had four, three out of four became bestsellers that year. Yeah. Uh, and actually we, if you want, we would be happy to offer your listeners a free book. Uh, one yeah. of those books called multiply yourself. Yeah. Um, so I can give you the URL for that, but, but reading is something that I think is a huge 
you know, benefit. And reading leader type books from Leader Box has really kind of helped me grow as I continue to learn how to lead a remote team, which is slightly different oh, yeah. than, yeah. Than, than managing an in-house team. The other thing that we do, and, and again, we, we invest in coaches and mentors and we have an accountability partner. I think those three things are also very important. You know, learn from people who have been there, mm-hmm. pay them for their time and, and make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, we're happy to do that for ourselves. We also do do some mentoring for others. Yeah. Um, but, but also having that accountability piece, finding somebody that you're aligned with that is willing to um, help you in that format, I think has probably been one of the biggest factors that have helped us grow. We've had accountability partners for five years mm. and I can truly sell. We've had a couple. And of we have our ones. own separate ones too. So that's good. Yeah. But I think reporting, like I did I, right before this, this uh, podcast, I, you know, wrote down the weekly, where am I for the, cause we set goals for 28 days. So every mm-hmm. week I report, here's where we are with, you know, seven. It's rolling. Up. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a n- nice rolling. So I did my report because, you know, even though we are driven, dedicated people, first of all, I always feel good when I have a score. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. to know how am I doing on the scoreboard. And yeah. that allows me to feel good about what I've accomplished. But it also allows me to um, to stay focused. Because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're busy, but not necessarily productive. In other words, what we're working on doesn't actually move our business forward or move the needle. And I think you need to have an outside person that, that raises the question, are you really moving the needle? Or are you yeah. just being busy for busy sake? So those are those are some of the things I would recommend yeah. finding those people, paying for, for that expertise, listening to that expertise and executing. Mm-hmm. And when Ann said we're gonna write these books, you know, we, we sit down in September and start putting goals together. We've written goals every year. She mm-hmm. said, We're gonna write these books. Well, the next thing we needed to do was then find somebody that knew how to put a book together <laughs> and learn from them. So we met with somebody that we went to a, a seminar, mm-hmm. an all weekend seminar, learning how to write, you know writing books mm-hmm. and going through that. The people we met there were some of the brightest, most intelligent people in the world. We were doing some online business and we were failing miserably. We started talking to them and we started doing much better. Mm-hmm. We got into a quarterly mentoring program where we flew to Austin, Texas mm-hmm. every quarter to meet with the folks at Digital Marketer and learn what they're doing and how they're doing things, wow. online marketing. Now, those concepts are not just applicable online. Right. They're applicable in much in every business. Yeah. And the, the folks there have been tremendous in helping guide and lead us in the last four or five years and we you know we go to a seminar where there were 80 100 <laughs> people in the room now their seminars have five and six thousand people in the rooms wow. they're so well followed yeah and uh so they've been very helpful the other thing about accountability i've had accountability partners for 20 some years keeping mm-hmm. you know doing what i say i want to do and need to right. do Right. And we had we had uh, dinner with somebody the other day that's trying to do some online marketing. They were, well, what do I do? How do I do? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and we we've told this person multiple times what to do. And finally, I said, you need to find an accountability partner that's going to hold you responsible to doing the things you say you want to do mm-hmm. and setting time limits. So I got yeah. a text two nights ago says I've made my sales. Things are happening. My online sales are actually starting to happen mm-hmm. because they had what an accountability partner. partner. Yeah. 
somebody you can't lie to somebody you can't that won't say oh that's okay i know you're busy you can do it tomorrow it's like well why didn't you get it done today can't be a friend gotta be somebody that you respect yeah 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 that's great. That's excellent, excellent advice. I appreciate that so much. Um, well, so before we get out of here, uh, tell us again, how can we learn more about what you all are doing and, and connect and engage with you all? So you can go to, or your listeners can go to hiresmartvas.com slash podcast, mm-hmm. and they can sign up for a free book. No obligation whatsoever, but it's oh. a great read. It was our first book into outsourcing. Um, it's really good for people that are pretty brand new to the idea like should I do this because we take it from an employee standpoint versus an outsourcing standpoint and what you yeah. need to know it was um, our second number one bestseller on Amazon yeah so great so easy read but a ton of knowledge in it so and, great. and um, yeah. we're currently working on some some new new books and stuff like that too but that's probably the, the first place to start is okay. if you've never really understood kind of how, how to do this it's a great op- great opportunity so to hire smart.com Com. Okay, good. Yeah, and we'll put a link to that. We'll put a link in the show notes so people can get to that as well. Yeah. They get a free book and learn something about it. And then, you know, they certainly can go to our site and learn more about what we do and how we do it. But yeah. And they can book an appointment if, they, if they're interested after they've read the book or they want yeah. more information. I do have an appointment calendar online that anybody can book a free consultation with me to talk about how, how they can envision this in their business. Yeah. Um, and certainly would love to connect with any of your listeners that are open to the idea of right. how do I do this or what is this right for me? It's not, yeah. it's not for everybody for sure. Uh, but it's certainly made a, huge impact on us and our business and, and again, um, our employees' lives and kind of just, it, it's really made a huge difference overall. Good. Well, thank you all so much. I, uh, I absolutely appreciate you taking the time to, to join us and share your information and share your experience. Um, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. It's our pleasure. We thank appreciate you, it, Kyle. Kyle. Thank you for checking out today's Business Playmaker. Links to the resources discussed in today's episode are available in the show notes. For more information and resources from your host, you can visit him at www.kylegorman.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for the latest episodes. And until next time, make it a great day.